0: I'm journalist Carolyn Osorio, and I invite you to join me and my co-host, Brandon Morgan, on our podcast, Criminal Mischief. From law enforcement officers seeking justice to victims' families seeking answers, every week there's a new case and a new victim whose story deserves to be told. New episodes of Criminal Mischief drop every Tuesday. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Unknown. Today we're tackling a big one that... I don't feel I know enough about, we're doing QAnon, uh, who is behind QAnon specifically, if you're new to the show, Kevin writes me a script, uh, or one of my writers does today, it's Kevin, thank you Kevin, I'm going to read it and uh, add my thoughts when I want to, and Jen, a wonderful video editor, is going to, well, do the video edit, or the audio edit if you're listening to this, as a podcast, welcome one and all, um, I feel QAnon, it's quite a American-centric conspiracy theory, like whenever I read about it, it tends to be like, Americans believing something crazy about some dude who's like, slipping them information. And then did I recently read that people think that John F. Kennedy is going to come back from the dead or some crazy shit like that? Is that QAnon? I mean, it just seems absolutely wild, I'm excited to learn more, uh, I'm hopefully not going to be killed by someone who believes in QAnon, the am num- part of the conspiracy. Because that's the thing. They'll be like, Simon, you did this hit piece on QAnon. What, are you, like, anti-QAnon? Are you part of... I don't know. I don't even know what the people in QAnon believe. Like, who's their big bad? I guess it's the government. I don't know. Who cares? Are they really pro-Trump? Is that a thing? They want Trump back in the presidency? Well, let's get into it. <laughs> Normally, I enjoy a nice meandering opening to these episodes, but there's no time for that today. This is a big topic, and there is a lot to digest. Today, we're going to be looking at what exactly is QAnon and who the person or persons behind the Q accounts might be. Before we can take a deep dive into QAnon, we first need to set the stage, so let's take a trip to everyone's favourite lawless corner of the internet. Yeah, I have to say, I'm really glad we're getting a background because. All I know, I feel like QAnon, don't people think that there's there's the Q character, maybe he's from the CIA or something weird like that? Who knows? The origins of 4chan. The dream was simple, a place where English-speaking anime fans could go and post and discuss pictures. Like so many other internet sensations, 4chan was created by a high schooler. In this case, it was Christopher Mootpool. He modeled the site after the Japanese image board 2chan, but I guess his site was going to be twice as good. The structure of the site was simple. There were a number of different boards on the site for topics such as anime, video games, manga, users' original artwork, and pornography users did not need an account to post and the default setting for anyone without a username was to post as anonymous post could be just text but normally included an image or video to start the discussion it was a very basic structure and the site could be as wholesome or as depraved as the content the users felt like posting given the largely anonymous nature of the website and the reputation that it has i'll leave it to you to guess which direction that it went <laughs> I have to say i mean i knew that 4chan was a discussion board i mostly know 4chan like for when they do pranks like don't they like take websites down of like pieces like companies and governments and stuff and always like it's pretty nice i guess i i don't know i did realize it was so depraved. i mean it's got that reputation of being depraved but normally when you hear about it in the news you're like i'm I'm usually like that's quite cool (laughs) One of the things that keeps 4chan so popular is that there's no form of upvoting posts. Everything is posted chronologically, which means that all users have an equal voice. Also, it's kind of like the opposite of Reddit, but isn't what's nice about Reddit is like you only see the good stuff because it rises to the top and everything that's a bit s**t, it just goes to the bottom. Isn't that like a feature? While many sites start off this way, they all ultimately fall in line with the industry norm of making some posts more visible than others. Personally, I hate that system and will never forgive Twitter or Facebook for making that change. Uh oh, Kevin, you do realize you vote, (laughs) you vote, you write for a YouTube channel, which YouTube is this entire thing. Yo, there are so many metrics and little analytics things and all of this that matter. YouTube's not just like, here's the latest uploaded videos because I think this is a good thing And I'm not sure if I'm saying that just because I benefit from that. But it is like, and it's not even voting on YouTube. It's literally they look at the behavior of viewers. Like if you watch this video for a long time, this video is more likely to be shown to other people. Which just seems like a sensible way of doing things because it means that people see the good stuff rather than... You know 10 seconds that someone accidentally uploaded from their phone when i log on to social media i want to see the absolute latest fake news posts not just the fake news posts that have received the most engagements yeah implied that all of social media is just fake news everyone having an equal voice is appealing when you don't want your salient points to be drowned out by clickbait or other random noise a celebrity said but the one problem with everyone having an equal voice is that all the people have equal voices too this is the same reason that democracy does not work there was virtually yeah I mean yeah yeah there was I mean democracy doesn't work none of the systems were i mean work perfectly none of the systems work perfectly just democracy seems to be the one that works best of all of the bad systems except like i don't know benevolent dictator i'm like oh, shut the up there was virtually no moderation on 4chan either the site owner and a handful of volunteers will work diligently to remove snuff films child pornography or anything else illegal that got posted onto the website But that was about it as long as it was legal or at least vaguely within the realm of legal nothing would be moderated chris's efforts to remove this illegal concept not go over terribly well and the phrase moot is a homophobic slur Uh, i assume that didn't say homophobic slur but it was inserted there it has almost certainly been posted on the site millions of times in response to what was perceived as draconian enforcement of the extremely minimal rules of moderation let me just run through that list of what people were upset about getting removed didn't wasn't there snuff boo films and child i mean yeah snuff films child monography, or anything else illegal <laughs> 4chan were like no no don't remove that we love snuff films Many popular websites and apps created by teenagers wind up selling for tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. Today, 4chan sees 22 million unique users every month with over 600 million page views. That is a lot. As someone who works in views on the internet, that is a lot. Most recently it was ranked the 1,354th most popular website, which is still really good, but it's peaked as high as 56th. These are the sorts of numbers most people can only dream about. Take a guess, Simon. How much money do you think a site with those numbers can sell for? Um, oh god, do I actually have to guess? 600 million page views a month. Uh, I'd guess like at least 100 mil? 100 million dollars? I don't know, I'm just completely guessing. Um, just based, but YouTube views are not the same. I don't really know website views. I don't know. That, that 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 would feel like low to me I guess I can't see the future so I don't know what your guess was but I can pretty much guarantee you overshot it by a lot relatively early on Chris was approached by a Japanese video game company that wanted to buy to for $15,000 which is crazy I mean the amount of money he's making a month is assuming he's got some ads on there I guess he must um is gonna be way more than that when he refused they offered forty-five thousand dollars, but he also turned that down that was the last time anyone would ever try to contact him to buy the website despite chris's desire to monetize the site companies were simply not interested in having their banner ads potentially run alongside tube girl or Goatsey. uh tub girl sorry i remember tub girl um and unfortunately that is an image i've seen unlike somehow i've managed to avoid two girls one cup Three girls, one, two girls, one cup. That video, like 20 years ago. Never saw it. Very happy that that never happened. Uh, but unfortunately, I, I did get tricked into looking at the tub girl image. I have no idea what goatsy is, and uh, I'm never going to look it up if you haven't been on the internet long enough to know what those are do not look them up I'm deadly serious here yeah please don't please for the love of God don't I don't even know what Goatsey is but you don't want to look it up if it's anything like tubgirl they did sell a 4chan pass for 20 dollars per year that offered additional features but even then Chris would describe the site as being technically profitable while everyone knows that technically correct is the best kind of correct technically profitable is absolutely the worst kind of profitable also yeah I mean running a website with those kind of numbers is going to be expensive you got to pay for like the the bandwidth and stuff anyway that gives you at least a vague inkling of the sort of place that 4 chan was a site that could generate traffic to rival the biggest sites in the world yet no advertiser would come within a thousand feet of it i feel like there are advertisers like that uh, you know they'd advertise on anything you know the, the 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 generally shady ones that you might see on a website where you're <coughs> allegedly streaming something illegally or or something like that you know like uh gambling, mobile games, these guys will just like advertise on anything. Cultural impact. it's important to remember that QAnon oh god this video is about QAnon not no wonder the script's so long Kevin it's important to remember that QAnon is not the first major cultural movement to come out of 4chan and by taking a quick look at some of the things that can trace their origins back to the infamous message board it might give us some insight as to the mindset of the site's users wait I know it's stupid because we just did a massive intro into Q into uh 4chan for QAnon but in my mind QAnon is, like, something for Karens and, like, middle-aged people who don't really understand the internet. Wait, I thought this was, like, way more of, like, a weird Facebook conspiracy thing rather than, like, 4chan users who I imagine, like, as technically competent and fans of anime, which, I, I in my mind, is quite removed from QAnon, which is why I guess I don't really know much about it. I'm learning, because I feel like QAnon is in the news more than it deserves. And, uh, but I I guess most people so far knew a lot more about this than I do. The multitude of ways in which 4chan has impacted our culture is only rivaled by its diversity. Many of the earliest internet memes can trace their origins back to 4chan, and they were harmless fun. If you remember lolcats, pictures of cats with humorous but poorly spelled and grammatically incorrect captions, you can thank 4chan for making them popular. Without 4chan swarming the video to increase its visibility in the algorithm, you may never have heard the dulcet tones of chocolate rain. Is that right? Did 4chan make chocolate rain popular? Well, there you go. For better or for worse, without 4chan, American audience is would likely have never met pedo <laughs> and of course on the topic of memes there is the most famous story for some reason in the mid-2000s Chris installed a filter that changed all instances of the word egg to the word duck. so a word like egg roll would become duck roll this led people to posting links that purported to be relevant to a topic on hands but instead just led to an image of a duck on wheels in 2007 when Rockstar Games published the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 4 online their website crashed one 4chan user claimed to have uploaded a copy of the video to YouTube. But the link took everyone to the music video for never gonna give you up. Thus the advent of the Rickroll Well, there you have it I feel like I actually made a video about that But I really felt like I just learned that for the first time, but now I think about it. I'm almost certain that on another channel I do, today I found out I made a video literally about the advent of the Rickroll, and the first two seconds of the video were just the Rick Rickroll thing made you know tricking everyone to thinking it was a Rickroll, but then we actually explained it because that's what we do on that channel. But 4chan has given rise to more than just memes. It's credited as being the birthplace of the internet hacktivist group Anonymous. Although after an attack on the Church of Scientology's website turned into a real world protest, Chris tried to crack down as organizing physical protests violated one of the few rules that existed on 4 4- 4chan. I'm guessing this decision had nothing to do with any moral or political stance and more to do with preventing the website that was already unable to bring in advertisers from gaining any more potentially negative attention. And there's another thing I learned today. I am learning all sorts of stuff today. I had no idea Anonymous came from 4chan, allegedly. The number of controversy surrounding 4chan is far too great to attempt to cover them all, but we're going to hit some of the highlights to try and get a full picture of the culture on the website that would become the initial home of Q. There have been numerous arrests made for threats of domestic terrorism on 4chan. They range from threats of school shootings to coordinated bombings of NFL stadiums. The vast majority of these were meant as a joke not to be taken seriously, um, yeah as we know and have an episode coming up on the casual criminalist about don't joke about that because you're getting trouble but the fbi has routinely failed to see the humor in the situation how surprising in fact there have been a lot of arrests in addition to domestic terrorism members of the site have been arrested for using 4chan to post child pornography videos of themselves abusing animals and more than once by users posting pictures of their murder victims no way guys it's so crazy how a group like Anonymous will come out of there who like, I don't know, weren't they recently like taken down like Russian websites? And it's like, F-ing A. And also the same site where people are posting victims, uh, posting pictures of murder victims. I guess that's the thing. It's like super across the board, but it's like, oh my God, that is dark. To like, oh my God, legend. In one such instance, the image was accompanied by the text. Turns out it's way harder to strangle someone to death than it looks in the movies. Jesus Christ, guys, rule number one don't write down your crimes. August of 2014 was a big month with 4chan seeing two major controversies. One was known as the Fappening, FAP being the internet's preferred (sighs) onomatopoetic. It's a big brain word there kevin term for masturbation following a compromise of our client icloud users passwords thousands of private photos and videos taken from cloud storage of female celebrities were posted on 4chan and then spread all over the internet this prompted chris who to his credit was always very cooperative with authorities regarding anything illegal happening on the site to finally post the digital millennium copyright act policy on the site after years of not getting around to it the other big controversy that month went by the name gamergate I don't know that one it all began with unsubstantiated rumors from the ex-boyfriend of indie game developer zoe quinn that she had begun a sexual relationship with a video game reviewer in exchange for a positive game review oh i vaguely remember this he later said that he had no proof of any relationship between them and the reviewer in question didn't even review quinn's game these are facts though and apparently facts have no place on 4chan immediately women in the gaming industry were the targets of vicious harassment doxing and threats of rape and murder all of these continued well after proof that nothing untoward it happened it's about ethics in video game journalism was the rallying cry of gamergate a rather puzzling platitude since journalists weren't the ones being harassed only women and predominantly women developers if it were really about ethics the successful male journalists using their position to extract sexual favors from female indie developers with the promise of furthering their career would be the ones acting unethically but logic is irrelevant in cases like these especially since we know it didn't happen anyway get used to that sentiment because it's going to be a pretty common theme throughout the episode yeah there's also that thing where where people just get locked into that you know you have an opinion about something and then evidence come out comes out that contradicts that opinion it's crazy how many people will not give up that opinion because they've just believed it for so long and then it's like there's evidence and it's like, oh, okay i've said this before on this show always be looking to change your opinion on stuff because humans are really bad at changing opinions and it's actually a good thing like if you're presented with new information or you grow up or you mature or whatever or you I mean it can even go the other way. Like you could gain a negative opinion on on something that you used to think was good even if object oh, I'm losing my train of thought. But like always try and change your opinion. It's a good thing to do. Pizzagate. Pizzagate was essentially the prototype for QAnon. This story is not solely contained on 4chan with activity on Reddit and Twitter as well. Come on Facebook, how are you not involved there? Pizzagate was like the ultimate fake news. Facebook, Meta, that's your that's your bread and butter baby. Come on. On October 30th, allegedly <laughs> get sued by Mark Zuckerberg for saying Facebook's bread and butter is fake news. <sighs> I mean, but in my opinion it is, isn't it? What else do people go onto Facebook for? I don't even use Facebook. On the 30th of October 2016, a Twitter user took a break from his normal posting of white supremacist propaganda to tweet that the NYPD believed leaked emails from Huma Mahmoud Aberdeen, vice chair of Hillary Clinton's campaign, pointed to a pedophile and human trafficking ring with Hillary at the center of it. When the emails of John Podesta, Hillary's campaign chair, were posted onto Wikileaks, proponents of the conspiracy thought the emails contained coded messages conducting several high-ranking members of the Democratic Party to the sex ring oh and also a satanic cult because why not Washington DC Pizzeria Comet Ping Pong was believed to be the central location where children were locked in the basement and Democrats would perform satanic ritual abuse you ever have one of those conspiracy theories where it's like yo 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 the burden of proof it's like some you'd be like it's a fairly mild conspiracy theory that is actually You know, that's quite believable. Burden of proof is much lower. It's like, okay, well, show me some, like, show me some evidence. With this, it'd be like, oh boy, you're going to need to have some mega evidence to support this crazy theory. Because you, you have to throw in Satan, and, I mean, it's just, it's just wild. It's just prima facie unbelievable the theory was immediately picked up by fake news and alt-right propaganda sites when i say fake news note that i don't just mean news that is publishing facts or opinions i disagree with i mean sites that deliberately post lies and hoaxes as news just to generate traffic and thus revenue sink info wars sort of stuff allegedly (laughs) these sites added to the claims saying that the nypd had raided clinton's property and that the fbi had confirmed the theory i i mean You're always like, you can't just make stuff up. And it's like websites absolutely makes it. These fake news things absolutely exist. And it's crazy. It's just written as facts on some website that looks like the news because people are going to click on it from Facebook and they're going to get advertising revenue. It's mental. And I guess like the, the, the law just can't keep up with them neither of these things were even remotely true surprising but the original conspiracy wasn't true either so in for a penny in for a pound we suppose besides it's just a bit of harmless fun to improve their bottom line what's the worst thing that can happen from spreading misinformation like this uh I guess this was 2016 and back then we were like not really quite aware of how damaging fake news can be and what it can be used for it's pretty crazy to think about and with this I kind of feel it's like just look you can feel about like um what's that super left american one msnbc or the super right american one like fox news either way you look at it those are news websites like don't go to facebook and click across to some random website called like worldnewsweb.bd or whatever for like i don't know what extension but it's like don't get your news there choose your favorite politically biased thing that fits in with your opinions and the echo chamber that you want to be a part of because at least you're getting something resembling the news you know or alternatively just read something like the financial times which is so down the center you're like so boring (laughs) we used to have a sponsor i think was it ground news that uh had this amazing thing where it was just like ranking the thing so you could like it would combine all of the stories and it was really good Was it Ground News? I want to say it was Ground News. There was another one that did something similar, or something else to do with news, and so I might be confusing the name. But they'd they'd compile all this news into one app, and it would be like, here's what this slightly right of centre website says. Here's what this slightly left of centre website says. Here's what Breitbart says, or whatever. And you're like, oh holy shit, Breitbart, or holy shit, left wing equivalent. On december the 4th edgar welch a 28 year old man arrived at comet ping pong with an assault rifle oh god i do remember this during his visit he fired a total of three rounds fortunately injuring nobody but edgar wasn't there to hurt anyone he was there to be the savior he drove from north carolina to washington dc to rescue children from their captors armed with all the information that had been provided online regarding the human trafficking ring he shot off the lock of the door that led to the basement where he believed he would release the children from their shackles except That obviously didn't happen. Behind the door was not a basement, just a closet with the pizzeria's older point of sale equipment. The building didn't even have a basement. Edgar surrendered himself to police and was sentenced to four years in prison following a plea agreement. No! Oh, I know you shouldn't go with an assault rifle and start letting it off, but this guy thought he was, he's just dumb and was on a mission. That's insane. He thought he was trying to save people. He didn't hurt anyone. Oh my god he should just have community service right he just fell for a stupid joke despite all the evidence to the contrary including his own vigilantism he still believed the pizzagate conspiracy was true two polls were conducted of registered voters following the incident one by public policy polling why would you call your company that it's basically impossible to say a company out of north carolina and one by the british paper uh paper the economist is a magazine Uh, The Economist. Even after the raid of Comets showed that the endangered children were actually just outdated cash registers, support for the theory had not vanished. This is the thing. This is what I'm talking about. People will get an opinion about something. They'll be presented with tons of evidence to the contrary and still be like, yeah, 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 but we didn't land on the moon, did we? There were children in the basement that didn't exist. It's insane. Please, try and change your opinions the american poll asked voters if they thought hillary clinton was connected to a child's sex ring being run out of a dc pizzeria not that she's just attached to a sex ring which i feel would be enough of a poll but also that it's being run out of a pizzeria in washington dc only 72 percent said no with 19% being unsure and nine percent saying yes although i feel like if i got that poll i'd be like This is crazy. Yes. Yeah, she definitely is. Yeah, she is. I feel like there's 9% of people that are just jokers. The British poll asked voters if they felt leaked emails from Clinton's campaign talked about pedophilia and human trafficking the number of Trump supporters that said yes was 46% but they're they're super biased because they vote for Trump you know they don't like Clinton it's a biased poll but from Clinton supporters the number was still 17% are you smoking the crack that cannot be real I'm not sure what's more frightening, how high those numbers are despite the complete lack of evidence, and in fact evidence to the contrary, or that 17% of Clinton voters confirmed to support her despite believing the rumors were true. That's even more insane. It's like, yeah, I uh, do think that Hillary Clinton is running a paedophile sex trafficking ring out of a DC pizzeria, but I still support her because i support child sex trafficking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Whatever the case, this seemed to be <laughs> it's amazing that someone could st- could still get a ton of votes just because they're backed by some party that people like to the extent that they could be a running a pedophile sex ring. It's like Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> could be he'd still if someone backed him, if someone was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I mean, he's dead, obviously. Um but if someone if like he was nominated, people would still vote for him which is absolutely mental whatever the case there seems to be a blind spot in the human psyche no When the safety of our children is threatened, all logic and reason go out of the window, and people still want to protect them from any threat, no matter how imaginary. That's not to say that human trafficking and child exploitation aren't very real things, because they absolutely are, and they should absolutely be stopped, but unfounded internet rumors don't seem to be the solution, and with that, it's time to dive into the main story of unfounded internet rumors. One more quick thing first, though. On the topic of 4chan, human trafficking, and internet rumors, on August 10th, 2019, an anonymous user on 4chan posted an image of Pepe the frog with the caption, Don't ask me how I know, but Epstein died an hour ago from hanging and cardiac arrest. This post was made 38 minutes before the DEFINITELY SUICIDE (wink wink) of alleged sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein was first made public by ABC oh is that still alleged i'm sorry yeah when i said it previously i definitely meant alleged while the identity of the poster or where they got their information is unknown this post was not made by q it's that rare instance of actual insider knowledge that gives all the other unfounded claims of insider knowledge some amount of credibility because that one person on 4chan was right about that one thing so maybe this other person is too well that person didn't guess they knew so it could be someone who works at the prison who's also on 4chan or whatever that's fairly intense this has been a very long background into a story about QAnon, but i have to say like this is a for me personally it's a nice intro and it kind of reminds me about stuff that was in the news what half a decade ago so this is a nice prep the calm before the storm it all started with a single post back when the user we're still just another 4chan anon, before adopting the name of Q. On the afternoon of Saturday, the 24th of October 2017, a user posted Hillary Clinton would be arrested between 7 45 am and 8 30 am EST on Monday, the morning of October the 30th, 2017. Pretty sure that never happens. <laughs> I feel like if Hillary Clinton got arrested, I'd know about it. The post appeared on 4chan's poll board, the politically incorrect board full of memes, hot takes, and ridiculous larping, accounts used to roleplay as political insight, does and spread misinformation. Why they refer to it as LARPing, which stands for Live Action Roleplay, is beyond me, seeing as it's all done from behind someone's computer, but I'm not here to critique their nomenclature. The point was that this sort of thing happened all the time, but it never resulted in an entire political movement before the arrest of hillary clinton was a bold prediction to make And immediately people called bullshit. the user that made the post continued to double down telling people to just wait 30 hours and also predicting that the complete jfk files would be released unredacted also fairly sure that's not happened this user was not q but q's first post would be a response to the claim of clinton being arrested quote H.R.C. I assume that's uh, Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton uh, extradition already in motion effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flag effective 10 30th at 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. U.S. Marines will conduct the operation while National Guard activated. Proof check, locate a National Guard member and ask if activated for duty on 10.30 across most major cities. End quote image balls like 4chan use something called a trip code a unique identifier used to tell that posts are from the same anonymous user and the trip code was used to show that the original post was the same account that would later become q while still using the generic posting name of anonymous the user would make their second post later that day the post contained a number of questions and statements that were centered around president trump and the military particularly the sort of unilateral authority that the president had over the military. While QAnon is largely viewed as a far right fringe conspiracy theory, it's worth noting that this early post was not pro Republican and anti Democratic. It was pro Trump and anti establishment. Q specifically states that it is not an R versus D battle, and they never believed for a moment that they, Republicans and Democrats, would lose control. At this point, Trump had been in office for less than a year, and his campaign rhetoric of drain the swamp was at the forefront of optimistic Trump supporters' minds. This user was engaging with people in an interactive way asking them questions that would allow them to piece together the puzzle themselves it was like a game and the continued gamification of q's cryptic posts would drive engagement to heights that q may not have anticipated the original Q's just like oh my god what have i done as the original poster to whom q responded pointed out all they had to do was wait 30 hours as we all know however when those 30 hours passed nothing had happened to hillary clinton because well of course it didn't the thing with qanon however is that it is not a static conspiracy theory it's an ever-changing culture with as few specific predictions as possible it's like nostradamus right It just make like a few non-specific predictions uh sorry make a lot of non-specific predictions and eventually you know some of them are going to be able to be interpreted as like oh yeah that kind of fits that and then people believe that some dude can tell the future when obviously that's bullshit because the future hasn't happened yet Making concrete predictions means that you can be proven wrong, and that's never a good thing. Making vague statements that the community can interpret however they want, now that's a winning strategy, just ask Nostradamus, exactly. Kevin and I same page q get their name from q clearance the highest clearance level in the department of energy the equivalent to top secret clearance in the department of defense the name was chosen as theoretically it gives the poster some level of legitimacy even though there's also the chance that it really was just some kid laughing and pretending to have insider knowledge of what would happen that's exactly what it seems like you could also like yeah yeah i've got i've got top secret clearance because i said so that's bullshit. Seeing as QAnon had been going on for over four years and there are over 5,000 Q drops messages directly from Q that are also sometimes referred to as breadcrumbs, there is no way we're going to cover every single thing. Instead, let's take a look at where and how QAnon spread, and then at some of their core beliefs. The Rise of Q it's hard to say exactly why anyone latched on to this account more so than the countless other making others making similar style claims but within days people were already analyzing the various q drops looking for hidden meaning in the messages only six days after the first post from q an alt right youtuber tracy diaz was contacted by two 4chan moderators pamphlet anon and Barak the scribe they felt that q's message needed to be spread further and suggested she begin posting videos deciphering the messages Okay, do they know each other? Because if someone messaged me, and was be like, I mean, people message me all the time, like, can you cover this? And I'm like, I mean, sometimes if it's like, yeah, someone could message me and say, cover Q and all, I'd be like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. But sometimes people will message me, just be like, can you cover this really obscure thing that happened to my gran? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> what, yeah, I mean, I just don't reply because I get too many emails. But it's like, what do you think? What? Oh, I got a brilliant email this morning. Someone messaged, emailed me. And I don't know how this one did get caught in spam, but it was like, Hi, Simon. I love all of your channels. Been a, watched, been a viewer for ages. Without other way, let's talk business. Best regards, John or whatever the name was. And I'm like, what does this message even mean? <laughs> and I was like, oh, so maybe I look at their web address, uh, their email address, and maybe it's like at some company he wants to sponsor or something. And then I can just look at their link. But it's, no, it's just a generic email address. And I'm like, okay, why, what's going on? Who are you? delete while the original 4chan interest is hard to explain the subsequent spread from influencers or people who would become influencers because of QAnon was very simple monetary gain they want that sweet adsense money and this must have been before youtube were like yo 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 how about how about we don't want like allow people to monetize wild conspiracy theories i mean they could still uh, wait sometimes even they can't post videos right they get they get suppressed which uh, I don't know how I feel about that in general. I used to genuinely feel it's like, yo, let the people decide. Like if people want to watch it and believe in it. I mean, they're not. They're, people are smart enough to, to not need to be exposed to this. And nowadays I'm kind of of the opinion, which is a bit pessimistic, but it's like people get s- suckered in. And not just stupid people. Smart people get suckered into conspiracy theories. It's crazy. Like someone in my family genuinely is like, yeah, no, 9-11 was an inside job. And I'm like, but you're smart but you're smart, how, what? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but, the, and, and did we land on the moon? It's like, no, it's a conspiracy. I'm like, your big brain, you're, you what, what how? Uh, The YouTuber in question did not get a lot of views on her videos in general, but saw greatly increased interest when discussing things like Pizzagate or Wikileaks. So if QAnon was going to spread, it would be to her benefit to get in on the ground floor. And spreading it was the goal, because bigger and better things for QAnon meant bigger and better things for the Patreon that she advertised in every video. This is a very common theme among people publicizing QAnon, not just Patreons for their content, but they will also sell merch or do any anything else they can to monetize Q everything from shirts and mugs to dietary supplements if it exists promoters of QAnon have capitalized on it probably because they don't get to capitalize on AdSense or regular sponsors like, I don't think Squarespace is going to be very keen to advertise on a video that's like let's decipher QAnon things I mean I wonder if they're they they on my because this is clearly like a historical skeptical look at this which I think is fingers crossed not going to be suppressed by youtube because we're dealing with facts um but you could see why adsense the regular google ads use the youtube ads you see or um sponsors might stay away from something like that while the message was spreading more every day being primarily hosted on 4chan was a pretty large barrier of entry as a result the decision was made to create a subreddit for qanon called r c b t s underscore stream cbts stands for calm before the storm a phrase said in a very cryptic manner by president trump at press conference while waving his hand in the air in a way that could be interpreted as drawing a letter q in the air at least by anyone who was specifically looking to interpret it that way this press conference was three weeks before q began posting on 4chan but it became a common saying amongst the group Were there, are, are there people who believe that trump is q I feel like maybe that's a thing that I've heard about. Thanks to doxing and threats of violence, this subreddit didn't last very long. The same moderators tried again and made the R the Great Awakening, referring to the supposed Great Awakening when the brainwashed masses would realize that the government was lying to them. This subreddit also did not last long without getting before getting banned by reddit however these subreddits i didn't realize reddit was so anti-conspiracy theory there you go however these subreddits did serve the purpose of recruiting new followers who coincidentally could buy q merchandise that could be migrated to q's new home where is that though it's not 4chan it's not reddit it's definitely not a youtube face facebook it's gotta be facebook come on Why did Q need a new home? Because 4chan had been compromised, at least according to Q. If 4chan got its name because it was twice as good as 2chan, then Q needed a newer, better home. It was time to head over to the image board 8chan there you go if 4chan was like the wild west 8chan was the seventh circle of hell for anyone wondering at home yes there are absolutely both 420 chan and 69 chan because of course there are while the claim was that 4chan was compromised the likely reality is that the site was too heavily moderated hard as that may be to believe chris was always compliant with law enforcement and while he sold the site in 2015 to japanese entrepreneur and 2chan creator hiroyuki nishimura for an undisclosed amount there was enough reason to believe that q was living on borrowed time on 4chan making a migration before being banned would make it much easier to spread the word and continue on without interruption yeah that's pretty smart it's something i absolutely don't do mostly because i'm like i don't know my content is not really something that it's educational content it's educational entertaining entertainment i'm not really living in that youtube zone of they're gonna ban it because i'm not making like conspiracy theories or weird content for kids, which was like a huge thing a while ago, or monetizing content for kids. But also, YouTube can just be like, yo, whistle fact boy, we're done with you. And then that would be it. <laughs> because it'd be like, what have I got? I got like a newsletter with a few thousand people on it. Brilliant. <laughs> I got a Twitter. Ah, my career would be over. It's, gen- it's genuinely scary. <laughs> Business continued as normal over on 8chan until 2019, when there was a trio of mass shootings, two in the United States and one in New Zealand, that brought a lot of negative attention to 8chan. All three shooters posted racist, hateful manifestos on 8chan before beginning their killing sprees. There's no indication that these shootings were related to QAnon rather than just being your run-of-the-mill racist psychopaths, but the negative attention was enough to make 8chan owner Jim Watkins decide to shut the site down in August of 2019 for a few months he rebranded the site as 8kun and was back online that december i feel like if you've got a website like this jimmo don't you want to be like anonymous if the like this website feels i mean if there are people posting about going on mass shootings i i'd I'd be like get that vpn up and running (laughs) pretty fast he rebranded the site as 8kun, and it was back online that December. Usage is a bit more complicated than this, but the most basic explanation is that Chan is the Japanese honorific used for young girls through adolescence, and kun is the male equivalent. It was an adorable rebranding, probably just because 16chan was already taken. The point is, the Q had his home back. Q continued to post at a steady rate until the 2020 election, when Joe Biden defeated Donald Trump's re-election campaign. In November and December of 2020, there was a single post from Q. On December the 8th, six days before the Electoral College would cast their vote to make Joe Biden president, because God forget, forbid the popular vote mean anything, Q posted a link to a YouTube video for the Twisted Sister song We're Not Gonna Take It. As far as anyone knows, Q was now gone. However, QAnon would live on. Throughout Donald Trump's presidency, QAnon had grown into something too big to simply be dissolved by a lack of concrete direction from a single source. If anything, disappearing without any sort of final message was the worst possible thing Q could do. Roughly 15-20% to of Americans believed in at least some form of the QAnon theories. Oh my, a percentage that continued to see small gains in the years following Biden's election. Creating a massive radicalized group by preying on fear and distrust of the government and then walking away was like handing a child a loaded gun. See January the 6th, 2021. Without any sort of official leader, the ever evolving QAnon ideology was now free to continue to grow and splinter as it had been doing for its entire lifetime. Where we go one, we go all. So, what is QAnon all about? Well, that's a bit of a complicated question what started as a single post turned into a giant conspiracy theory and then into a political movement with so many followers that they aren't going to be a monolith in terms of beliefs just like the Senate has trouble getting 50 registered Democrats to agree on the same thing getting millions of QAnon believers to be completely lockstep would be a pretty big ask there are a few themes that are common throughout however yeah this is the thing like you say 15 to 20% of Americans polled or whatever believe in some QAnon thing that could be just because there are so many QAnon on things or like remotely related if you believe in some tiny part of it does that mean like there's parts of conspiracy theories that i believe in like you could look at some stuff and be like well that's mad suspicion it's suspicious isn't it there's definitely something there does that mean i subscribe to the conspiracy theory and it's tyrus no of course not so i don't know that could be a bit of a misleading statistic the number of people who are fully q wrapped up in it it's their life sort of thing is is lower <laughs> The origins of the ideology go back to Pizzagate, and even if the conspiracy regarding Comet Ping-Pong was demonstrably false, the arrest of Jeffrey Epstein opens an entirely new and, at this time, very real can of worms. With Epstein absolutely committing suicide in prison, <laughs> allegedly, um... With Epstein absolutely committing suicide in prison before being given the opportunity to name names, the public's imaginations became free to implicate anyone and everyone that they wanted to see as members of his alleged child sex trafficking scheme. Yeah, and that's the thing, like that Jeffrey Epstein thing, that conspiracy theory, is like, I don't know if I believe in it, but it is mad suspicious, isn't it? Regardless of which allegations are facts, lies, or rumors, it's pretty easy to find common grounds with which to at least open a dialogue with someone to introduce them to QAnon. Do you think human trafficking, especially of children, is bad? This should be a pretty universal. Yes. Are you aware that the government is corrupt and lying to you? Yeah. No. Yeah, both of these things. It's like Obviously the government's lying to you. I'm sure. Like, in some way? Definitely. Everyone lies to everyone else all the time. Companies lie to you. And government's just like giant company. Do you realize the world is run by a Satan-worshipping cabal of cannibals led by Hillary Clinton that feeds off tortured children to maintain power? I mean, obviously. No, that one's a bit of a step too far, isn't it? I'm sorry, what? Yes, that took a real sharp turn all of a sudden. (laughs) I feel like you've got to lead people down the path a bit more before you get there. There's a few more questions, and then there's a few conversations, and then you can get to that. And then people are more like warmed up to it, and they're like, oh my god, I guess so. Holy shit. I didn't even realize cannibals was a part of this. QAnon believes that the public is being manipulated and lied to by the so-called Deep State, high-level members and influencers in government, finance, and industry. It's very similar to the idea that a secret Jewish cabal was controlling the world and that only one leader could save people, a theory propagated by, well, you-know-who. People who are unaware of the existence of the Deep State are said to be asleep or living in the Matrix, while QAnon members have taken the red pill and seen the world for what it really is. Of course, Simon hasn't seen any movies ever, so there's a fair chance he doesn't understand their analogy. Uh, excuse me, Kevin, I've seen The Matrix many times. Also, I didn't understand why taking the red pill such a- You know, like, I took the red pill and now I see. It's like, man, if I was Neo, I'd be taking that blue pill so hard, they'd be like, you'd want to change your mind and go for the blue pill? Yes! (laughs) Do I care that I'm a battery for some robot machines? No! God, no, give me the blue pill, Jesus! speaking of pills you can purchase red pill supplements from a pusher of QAnon theories to get your daily dose of vitamins and minerals and to allegedly do all the other things dietary supplements are allowed to claim they do without needing fda approval yeah dietary supplements are so shady it's basically yeah things you put in your body but they don't need approval from the health agency pretty nuts there are two major events that q is waiting for one is the great awakening the day when the herds of sheeple finally awaken from their slumber and recognize the existence of the deep state it's all that happens be sure to buy a bag of freshly ground great awakening coffee only 13.99 a pound this is i i hate all of this stuff this shilling of like look and I, I i know it's a little bit hypocritical because you hear me shill stuff on on this show all the time but i do it like and i i'm not like alex jones where it's like the brains you, you know he says something crazy and then he's like i have the solution to this craziness in this magic pill that seems just i don't know it's a little bit worse than me make a video and then taking some money from squarespace to talk about how great squarespace is if i'm there's a there's a sponsor there's a couple of sponsors that i've actually refused to work with because i don't like it when companies make the problem or tell you you have the problem and then provide you with the solution there was one company and it was like yeah we measure testosterone and then we also sell and this was a legit company it wasn't some like dodgy you know mexican pharmacy scam it was like we measure testosterone and then we if you have low testosterone we give you testosterone pills and i'm like i it feels like a little bit of a conflict of interest doesn't it and i was just not really happy pushing testosterone pills cuz it feels a bit weird I'm like maybe maybe just an idea that's something you should perhaps go to the doctor for <laughs> and i know they're like yeah but uh we we do it with an online doctor and i'm like all right well that's fine like we've got a sponsor called keeps and i'm like that's fine when we're talking about like hair pills or i don't know like, penis pills or whatever but when it's like <laughs> we're going to like mess with your hormones and shit i'm like leave that to a doctor that you have to go to and see in person and they've got the stethoscope around their neck and all of that kind of shit maybe just maybe it's an idea what are we talking about sorry that was a way long rant about sponsorships which no one's interested in the other big event was the storm which was predicted to take place after donald trump won his re-election by a landslide oops a daisy the storm was the name given to the events in which president trump who was secretly working behind the scenes to battle the deep state, would use martial law to restore order to the country and arrest thousands of people sending them to guantanamo bay or executing them <laughs> oh my god so why Donald Trump because he was a political outsider public distrust of the government was nothing new and having run on a campaign of draining the swamp to weed out all the corruption in government he was the perfect centerpiece for such a movement ah yes when we don't trust the government we should trust the billionaire corporate dude because they are they are so trustable (laughs) While I find it hard to believe that the followers of QAnon would ever believe Hillary Clinton, of all people, would be capable of rising to power as the leader of the alleged satanic cult that was running the world, she was his political opponent in 2016, which made her the easiest target. Plus, with the leaked emails, it gave people something to point to as evidence of child trafficking claims, whether that evidence was there or not. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, right? <laughs> like, people were just reading into it like a. Into, well, I say, pretty sure it wasn't. It wasn't. It was not there. You're reading into it too much that is another core tenet of qanon the idea of do your own research the problem is that research they encourage should only come from other sources that follow q or idolize trump with the so-called mainstream media being vilified once any part of qanon starts to be believed however the idea that traditional media outlets are compromised by the deep state isn't really a hard sell one of the interests is one of the reasons why i know that none of this is real or like i get that inkling because i'm always like well yeah i'm the media thing and i'm making this video and i mean despite what i'm sure people will say i'm not getting paid by some like deep state fake mainstream media person to do this i'm getting paid by my sponsors and the adverts that you see on this video which are probably less than the adverts you see on my other videos because we're talking about conspiracy theories in qanon so i'm just making this video because i find it interesting and i think people will watch it <laughs> there's no like secret behind the scenes thing or is there there's not Once any part of QAnon starts to be believed, however, the idea that traditional media outlets are compromised by the deep state isn't really a hard sell. One of the interesting parts of QAnon is that it seems to be mostly or entirely a right-wing or alt-right movement. This is interesting because on the very first day, Q posted that this was not a Republican versus Democrat issue. It was portrayed as being Trump as the outsider versus the establishment and the deep state, the deep state including members from both parties. Yeah, but then when Trump goes on the Republican ticket, it's naturally going to cause like uh, push towards the that political side right perhaps it was just playing to their base but the individuals that were singled out were almost entirely left-wing politicians entertainers or businessmen there are very few republicans who were implicated and those were critics of trump's divisive rhetoric such as senator john mccain but now for the reason you're all here child sex trafficking that might have come out wrong (laughs) yes uh simon out of context might be there much of the alleged trafficking occurs just for fun as every member of the deep state is supposedly a pedophile that seems statistically incredibly unlikely though it's unclear whether that is just an entrance requirement or just a happy coincidence (laughs) However, statistically it can't be a happy coincidence (laughs) Mm. however there is even more sinister reason for all the trafficking which is to torture the children and to harvest adrenochrome what adrenochrome is a highly addictive psychedelic drug that is taken from the adrenal glands of children during satanic torture rituals this is insane this has become i mean it was insane to begin with and now it's got it's doubled down on the insanity except not really adrenochrone is just oxidized adrenaline epinephrine and it's easy to manufacture and synthesize there was some limited testing done using it in the 1950s but it triggered psychosis in the small sample size thus no further testing has been done it has not been approved by the fda for any medical use though a blood clotting compound can be derived from adrenochrone that sounds like a really complicated way to make a blood clotting drug much of the trafficking theory seems to stem from Hunter S. Thompson's book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh my god, here we go! In which adrenochrone is used as a recreational drug, and the character claims that the only good source of it is a living human's adrenal gland, claiming that it's no good if it comes from a corpse. A fictional novel may not be the best place for scientific research. <laughs> Despite being easily disproven, the idea that adrenochrome is being harvested from tortured children continues to persist. <laughs> Even if the chemical compound did have the effects that are claimed, there are easier ways to get it. I can go online right now and buy 25 milligrams of adrenochrome for $63. There's a bulk discount at 250 milligrams for only $355. That's a 43% savings. Can you just buy the show on the internet? <laughs> you don't need a prescription? good lord unless they're drinking this shit by the gallon i'd say that price is pretty affordable for a cabal that includes the likes of bill gates and george soros yeah those guys are rich even with all the evidence to the contrary more and more theories about how hillary clinton and her cabal uh, trafficking children continues to arise another notable theory is the furniture company wayfair had a secret contract with the cabal to sell the victims of child trafficking (laughs) what are you talking about I can't. It's so funny. You're just like, yeah, let's throw them. What should we throw in? Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Wayfair furniture. Pizza. It's insane. It's truly insane. This arose when some pieces of furniture on the site seem to have abnormally high prices compared to the company's other offerings. That's just a pricing error. Or, uh, also really expensive furniture. There's this furniture shop I walk past. I look in the window. And I was like, that's quite a nice chair. I mean... I, that's that's nice and I look at I look at just through the window at the price tag and I'm like that chair's a grand or like a it was it was a lot it was it was more than a grand it was like grand and a half but not like a fancy sitting chair it's just a dining room chair and it's like well so I do you've got to get like six eight of them or whatever that's insane <laughs> A few pieces of furniture with what seemed like extremely unique names at least by white european standards were suddenly on sale for prices in the area of thirteen thousand dollars it didn't take long for qanon followers to realize that the names of these pieces of furniture were names of missing children and that the sku listed on the site corresponded to the case number on the missing persons registry there's no fucking way that's true that is untrue except no they didn't they didn't the idea that the sku numbers matched anything was completely fabricated as for the missing children while i believe one piece of furniture did share the first name of a missing child that is easily a coincidence given the extraordinarily depressing fact that 460,000 children are reported missing every year in the united states that's depressing another piece of furniture that was frequently featured showcased a girl who shared her name with the item but who was very much not missing she even released a very angry video about the fact that the people were broadcasting her name and image and claiming that she was the victim of kidnapping which she was clearly not that's another one they'll see that evidence they'll be like it's fake it's fake it's deep fake it's fake news deep state deep fake fake news locked into those opinions people remember to always be willing to change your opinion come on now While it seems like every new piece of the puzzle that Q presents is ultimately very easily disprovable, that's the beauty of QAnon. It is constantly evolving and changing. Whatever is happening in the world can be incorporated into their beliefs, with previous things being focused on less. In the beginning, it was built on the Pizzagate scandal. Later on, it would push the belief that either COVID was manufactured by the deep state or it was a hoax and didn't exist at all. Why would they manufacture a virus or pretend that there was one? Well, that's so that Bill Gates could implant everyone with microchips via the vaccine to monitor and track us that was a QAnon thing (laughs) that would truly be a terrifying thought if we weren't all voluntarily doing this anyway with our cell phones (laughs) it's 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 so insane that somehow like the idea that there were microphones around us back in the day would be scary and now it's just we're all very happily carrying around with us at all times something that films our face films what we're looking at um has multiple microphones that are incredibly sensitive on it and what else like I have a Siri home hub in the next room. In the next room, like next door. I'm going to it's far away. Let's see if it can hear me. Hey Siri, studio 2 background lights red. Oh, it just did one. But it's far away in the other room. It's always listening to me. It's so creepy. <laughs> oh, uh, dear audio listeners, I just turned the background lights on the set or at least one of them red. I don't know why the other one didn't change. It should. Hey Siri, Studio 2 lights red? Maybe that does it. There we go, it's lights red. That's the command. (laughs) Super creepy regardless it will never be possible to truly quantify QAnon as it has been constantly evolving a popular slogan in the movement is where we go one we go all allowing q to constantly move them as a group from one theory about the deep state to the next never needing to look back also don't forget to buy your wwg1 wga t-shirts and bumper stickers but with q being absent for over year now raise the question what you've all been waiting for who is q and where did they go There are a lot of theories about the identity of Q. They portray themselves as a high-level insider in the government, fighting to take back control of the country. By itself, this is utterly completely meaningless. Anyone can say anything online, especially in an explicitly anonymous forum. And this kind of LARPing was extremely common. Before QAnon existed, there was also FBI and on CIA and on CIA intern, WH Insider and on and so on. It was all a stupid game and none of those other accounts made the same sort of impact on society as a whole yeah if you're gonna say that you gotta somehow prove it you gotta prove that you're an insider i don't know how you do that but there's ways Some of the less credible theories are that Q actually is either a military insider or a Trump insider, or that it's all a left wing false flag operation. Some people have even suggested that Q is Donald Trump himself. I I thought I'd heard of that one. A theory that dramatically overestimates the number of 70 year olds browsing 4chan for the latest of the dank memes. Honestly, this never had to be a difficult question to answer. Back when Chris was running 4chan, if Shim went down, people were identified and arrested with incredible efficiency. All that was well and good but he was never the owner when Q was active. I was unable to find an official statement as to why the new owner, Hiroyuki, hasn't ever cooperated with authorities in identifying the person behind the Q account, but if I had to speculate, I would say that it's probably because he lives in Paris and doesn't give a f- Yeah, this is <laughs> this is exactly it. I'm like, wait, why would he? What's his motivation? I assumed, I guess, kind of... <laughs> wait, I th- he is Japanese, right? Because he was the owner of the original one, and now he lives in Paris, I'd be like... He's just not really got any obligation to, does he? And he's like, well, I like the anonymous thing about it all. With 8chan owner Jim Watkins telling Congress after the shootings linked to 8chan in 2019 that he would not be hindering anyone's First Amendment rights, cooperation from the site owners oh, is always going to be less than forthcoming. With or without the help, we still have three prime suspects for Q, and it's almost certainly at least two of them. With Q migrating from one board to another and thus no longer having the single unique trip code, it's very difficult to identify a specific chain of custody. Furthermore, passwords on 8chan slash 8 are allegedly noted notoriously easy to hack, and the account linked to Q was commandeered multiple times by random users stealing the account. This meant that the owner and moderators of the website had to return control of the account to its original owner, meaning that the owner and moderators of the image boards where Q was posting had a lot of power in this situation. It should come as no surprise that a lot of suspicion fell on those people as being potentially behind Q thanks to both an extremely in-depth hbo documentary and the work of forensic linguists on an occupation that i had no idea even existed there's a lot of strong evidence pointing to q having been two different people at two different times and probably not working with one another so the forensic linguists i guess they just look at sentence construction and how people write and be like that's not that person it's like when you get an email from someone and it doesn't feel quite right you're like wait what's going on you drunk The forensic linguist found, through the extensive use of various machine learning programs, that there were definitely two distinct writing styles used by Q at different times. These conclusions have been the same across multiple tests by multiple groups, analyzing all of the data the person believed to be the original q is 4chan moderator barak the scribe known in the real world as paul ferber a programmer living in south africa when confronted with the evidence that the writing style in his tweets was considered a match by the forensic linguists ai he responded that q became such a big part of his life that he and all followers of q began writing in the same style that q did this does sound a bit like wishy-washy science doesn't it i mean yeah you write a bit like him you write exactly like him. It's like, okay, so I, I write like him. It's, I don't, I don't know. This, maybe there's more, more to this linguistic stuff than i imagine but this does seem like a bit of a stretch doesn't it people definitely have a tendency to adopt linguistic patterns from those around them much more so in speech than in writing so this would almost be a plausible defense if not for the fact that they'd analyzed paul's writing from before qanon began and it was still a match it's believed by many that paul ferber controlled the q account for the entirety of its duration on 4chan before moving the conspiracy to the even less moderated 8chan shortly after moving to 8chan q's writing style changed it was at this point believed that Either HN's owner, Jim Watkins, or much more likely his son, Ron, stole control of the account from paul ron had long been a promoter of QAnon and a major advocate of the narrative that joe biden and the democrats stole the 2020 election the same forensic technology that identified paul as the most likely candidate for the original q has identified ron as the most likely candidate for the second incarnation of q the question of why is the easy part paul sounds like he was actually a true believer someone who still clung to the pizzagate conspiracy Why? long after it was essentially debunked while his convictions may or may not have been real the more cynical part of me thinks that the motivation is something much more simple it's money and power whether paul was the original q or not he was one of the two 4chan admins to reach out to alt-right youtubers to spread the message and garner more attention for the movement making it more than just one of the many failed LARP accounts on the poll board as soon as the click started coming in which is already a form of monetization the merchandise sales were soon to follow it's, it can also not just be about money it can just be like about clicks people it's fame people like fame they like doing something and getting attention even if it doesn't give money that's a thing as well it was the sort of bank that other conspiracy theories can only dream of but unfortunately flat earthers a flat globe is called a map and there are already people selling those as for power it gave them power over an entire cultural movement a movement that would include as many as one in five american citizens yeah it's that fame and power and money it is a powerful combination. Jim Watkins was also profiting from QAnon through merch sales, but Ron Watkins had more plans in mind than just financial gain. Ron is currently running for Congress in Arizona. If Ron is Q, that creates a bit of an ethical dilemma. The FBI classified QAnon as a domestic terrorist threat, so can a leader of a domestic terrorist organization be allowed to hold a seat in Congress? I'm not a scholar of constitutional law, but I feel like the answer should be a resounding no. (laughs) yeah you can't be in congress if you're in prison and there's a very strong chance that ron is q by his own accidental admission in the hbo documentary in ron's last interview describes what he was doing as teaching normies how to do intelligence work he then says it's basically what i was doing anonymously before but insert sudden pause when ron realizes he's fucked up never as q <laughs> <laughs> it's like just throwing in a allegedly. This is followed by documentarian Colin Hoback, who had spent the previous three years interviewing getting to know and understand Ron, nearly falling out of his chair in a fit of hysterical laughter, while Ron nervously laughs and promises again that he was never cute. To Hoback, who knows Ron better on a personal level than any of us do, there was zero doubt in his mind that this was accidental confirmation from Ron. Whoops-a-daisy. So where... <laughs> like people accidentally admitting things on documentaries is a big thing there was the uh, the 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 curse the god damn it the one about the the real estate guy when he was just muttering on a hot mic <laughs> yeah i killed her or whatever it's like oh my god dude and now he's no oh, well now he's dead but he went, he got convicted and went to prison so where is Q now? Paul allegedly stopped being Q because Watkins stole the account from him, so that answers that part. If Ron was, in fact, the second Q, did he dip back into the shadows after accidentally blowing his cover? Running for public office is not exactly hiding, so I'm going to say no. However, Ron seems to think that the movement ran its course. While a staunch advocator of Donald Trump and the narrative that the election was stolen after Joe Biden was finally inaugurated as president, Ron started distancing himself from the movement. On January the 20th, 2021, Ron posted on telegram. We gave it our all, now we need to keep our chins up and go back to our lives as best we are able. This has got to be the smartest thing that Q has ever said. And yet there are still people out there. There's still that. There's still a thing, right? Wrap up. While we don't have 100% definitive proof that either Paul or Ron were Q, there is a lot of circumstantial evidence. Despite the common belief among the American public, circumstantial evidence is often some of the strongest evidence there is. If Simon were to hear a gunshot in the basement and then run downstairs to see me standing over Danny's corpse with a smoking gun this is a reference to another channel that i do that's all circumstantial he didn't see me fire the gun nor does he have any video evidence or eyewitness testimony but there would still be a very strong case off of that circumstantial evidence the same is true here. Barring a confession or a release of information from 8chan that Jim Watkins would absolutely not do unless there was no way around it, as doing so voluntarily would be un-American, there may never be 100% definitive proof. All of the evidence currently points to Ron and Paul, and that is unlikely to change, barring the identification of currently unknown third parties whose writing matches Q as perfectly as Paul and Ron's did, and who the Watkins would have also been aware of and communicated with personally in order to maintain the integrity of the oft-hacked 8chan accounts. While there's a lot to learn about society as a whole from this entire ordeal, and a lot that I wish I hadn't learned, at the heart of it, this may be a true fake it till you make it story. Q posted claiming to be a government insider. Ron was not Q, but he believed Q's message so strongly that he was able to commandeer the account and become Q. He continued with the false claims of being a government insider, and because he publicly was so involved in QAnon, the support of other Anons has the potential to earn him a seat in Congress. Finally making him a government insider. Unfortunately, if Ron was in fact Q, that also means he helped create a monster that he has now unleashed. While I appreciate the message that Ron posted on Telegram, it needed to come as an official Q drop, not from his personal account. Without a leader, there's no telling what direction the fervent political movement is going to take or who will attempt to take the reins. The attack on America's capital on January 6th was not organized or advocated by Q, but it never would have reached that point without him. As i finish this script i'm slowly approaching the brink of an existential crisis as i realize that the only thing scarier than a world with q in it is a world without q oh my god it is unfortunate like some you know it's like a pandora's box it has been opened and it is not going back this has been an episode of decoding the unknown uh it was a weird one i learned more about QAnon than i ever thought i would want to or need to learn and so did you if you're here at the end and being here at the end means you probably enjoyed this episode a little bit why not uh gently tap that like button why not leave me a review that would be brilliant uh podcast people that's what i mean if you're watching on youtube it's not a reviewable thing but if you're listening to this as a podcast and your platform of choice supports reviews please go ahead i see them ticking up and i love it it fills my heart with joy and i'll see you in the next episode thanks for watching